Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. My name is Barry Miracle, and I hope I've been a dream coach to many of you. I've heard a lot of great testimonies about um, what the podcasts are helping people with, and I'm very excited. I'd love to hear from you. You can go to www.barrymiracle.com. And you can leave me a note and let me give me a testimony, uh, send me off an email, uh, comment. Um, anyway, I'd love to hear from you all uh, to see how effective this ministry is. I'm, I love disseminating the heart of the Father. I love uh, revealing, you know, the purposes of God. I love when I hear people wake up to their potential. And I want to tell you today... You are a galaxy of possibilities. You're a galaxy of potential. You, are, you have infinite potential within your spheres of influence and metron of ministry. You are well able to more than just survive this life. You are born to thrive and take dominion and create heaven on earth for your spheres of influence. This is your mandate. Your mandate is to bring heaven to earth. Your mandate is to be an answer and a solution to everyone within your spheres of influence. There's people in your world that are waiting for you to to begin to become the manifest children of God, the manifest son or daughter of God. Your world is waiting for your your breakthrough. They need to see somebody uh, being prosperous in the midst of poverty. They need to see somebody that is is living a a wonderful, successful life in the midst of the opposition of depression. Uh, There's depravity upon the world and somebody is waiting for somebody to go beyond depravity and begin to be the answer and the solution uh, that they need to see. They just need to see somebody be the four-minute mile breakthrough. They just need to see somebody be the 10-second, 100-meter uh, dash breakthrough. They they need to see somebody because when you can see it, you can have it. So I just want to encourage you to don't give up, don't give in, don't sit down, don't shut up because your setback is actually a setup to get up, to go up so that you can be filled up so you can come back down you can rain back, back down and distribute answers and solutions to this world. So anyway, I want to I share with you um, about your, your inevitable elevation. Uh, as you're being faithful, as you have faith in God, producing faith of God and giving you the impetus to obey God. When, when you're in those consecutive, consecutive um, positions of faith in God, faith of God, giving you the impetus or the power to obey God is where your victory lies. And so you cannot help but be being positioned for elevation. But here's the deal. Many, many, if not all and every time you're about to be elevated, there, be, there comes an attempted assassination. So just before the elevation, many times there is an attempted assassination. So 
there i, I want to get into actually i'm just gonna uh, get right i'm gonna go right into it there were actually five significant moments in in david's life king david's life that he had to overcome before he would become king so david was on a 6205 day journey and along the way he met significant obstacles with people a spirit of assassination was being used by people and it and it's called offense and I just plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your life and, and against everything contrary to you. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over the seed that is about to go into your minds, wills, and emotions and agree with your born-again spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your now and your future. And I'm asking, Holy Spirit, minister to us today. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mind to perceive what the Spirit is longing to share with us in this season of our lives. This year, ladies and gentlemen, 2023 is a year of your death. And I say that with exclamation marks because God is trying to kill the carnal nature. He's trying to kill the karmic Christianity. He's trying to get you to get rid of your self-preservation. And we know that self-preservation is the number one rule or law for survival, but we're not talking about survival. We're talking about operating in the midst of resurrection life. And so to resurrect, to have resurrection life, you first got to die. So I'm not talking your physical body, but I'm talking about your your flesh that is running the show at times. And I want to tell you, it's time that we all put the flesh under. Paul the Apostle said this, and you might have heard me speak about this a little bit here and there. But Paul the Apostle, the greatest mind, uh, most disciplined um, Pharisee, to really walk the planet probably. Uh, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was trained at the feet of Gamaliel, the greatest mind of the law. He kept all 613 Levitical laws. He knew the, uh, the, 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 the Pentateuch or he would um, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, um, Numbers, Deuteronomy. He knew them off by heart. He could quote them. Um, anyway, so Paul the Apostle, who wrote almost two-thirds, like 60-some percent of the New Testament, he says this one day. He got introduced by Jesus, by Jesus. Jesus met him on the road and and knocked him off his off his butt, I'm sorry, knocked him off his donkey. I was going to say off his, knocked him off his ass and onto his butt just to get your attention. But anyway, I almost messed it up. <laughs> anyway, he got confronted and converted by Jesus Christ himself. And so he, in, in Romans chapter 7, he says, the things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I don't want to do, I find myself continually doing. And he says, ah, oh, this wretched flesh, who will deliver me? Well, Paul the Apostle, you're the one who met Jesus. You know the deliverer. You know the one that set you free from being a murderer and set you free from condemnation and shame and pride and everything else that went with it. You know. But I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there are times when the enemy comes in 
hard, fast, and furious, and he's trying to take you out, and, and he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to delay and deny and define you by what you're going through that he's amplifying to your ears and illuminating to your eyes. And I want to tell you, there's times, and I want many of you are going through this right now. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't sit down. Don't shut up. Stand and walk forward as the storm walker you are and begin to see your elevation come to pass because at at each significant moment i'm going to get into the nitty-gritty of the scripture found in first samuel in in the book of first samuel and there's several different chapters we're going to go into and several different verses within that and, and and bring clarity of what i'm talking about but you need to understand that the enemy is trying to come at you to to growl so loud and bark so loud and roar so loud and make so much noise and get your attention so that you stop for a minute and begin to believe what he is saying to you and and talking to you about how much you don't have and what you don't have and what people don't know and 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 all these other things that the enemy is trying to illuminate to your eyes and amplify to your ears because he's trying to create a stronghold in your own mind your perceptions your what your perspective is and he's trying to get he's trying to he's trying to uh, rob your imagination he's trying to take it captive and trying to give you and distribute to you an offense, a, a lie, a stronghold, so that you will stop at that moment. Like I said earlier, David was on a 6,205-day journey from the time that he was anointed as king until he became king. That's 17 years. 17 years, David was standing and believing to see a promise come to pass. There are several points and there are five significant places where David had to overcome the spirit of assassination called offense. Many of you people are being, the, the people that are around you, even family members or ministry leaders or brothers or sisters in Christ or, or even just the enemy at work or wherever is trying to instill in you a stronghold that you will take offense to what you're going through. Four significant things in this season that you need, that every child of God, the ecclesia need in this season, and this is the spirit of wisdom, the, the, the gift of discernment, the spirit of humility, and the fruit of self-control. These four things must be uh, contended for for you to fulfill purpose because there's so much happening. There's so many revealed mysteries coming. There's, there's, a, there's so much information from the world coming. There's all these noises and all these distractions and you need to fight the distractions and so that you can claim your harvest. There is that you can receive your harvest. It is time for us. It's time for the ecclesia 
to go forward because a judgment of favor has been made on behalf of the saints of the Most High God, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. That's that's um, Daniel chapter 7, verse 22. The enemy's been warring, and the enemy's been doing everything, and he's trying to capture your imagination because he wants to instill in you fear. He wants to instill in you um, different strongholds so that you will stop looking to God and you begin to look at the circumstance. And a lot of times it causes us to be offended. So the spirit of offense is lurking at every doorway of opportunity, trying to cause distractions. And we must not have a misappropriation of our focus. We need to behold the lamb. Somebody out there say, I need to behold the lamb. John the Baptist introduced Jesus and he says, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. It's time that you behold the lamb so you stop beholding everything else and everything else that is trying to capture your imagination. You need to cast down the vain imagination. You need to take authority over your thoughts. You need to be diligent about you, what you are dwelling upon. You need to be diligent, diligent about, about what you're beholding or what you're looking at. You need to be diligent. And I just ask God to give you a grace to refocus and, and set your mind, set your affections ab- on the things that are above, not on the things that are below, not on the things of the earth. We set our affections on the things that are above. That's Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. So, Ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, I want to give you the keys of how to overcome the spirit of assassination that is trying to take you out, trying to stop you, trying to delay you. When you pick pick up the the bait of Satan called um, offense, which John Bevere labeled it as years ago, um, you may not be... Uh, completely stopped, but there'll be a season in which you're delayed, and there'll be moments in which you're that, that you would have, should have, or could have be denied from operating in while you waddle in this spirit of assassination called offense. Don't embrace it. Offense is one of the enemy's sneakiest and most deadly operations, and and it, oftentimes you can you can justify your offense. They did this to me. Did you see what they did to me? I, I know there was a time in my life where I I was being wronged by this, this minister, like really, really not uh, nice. <laughs> I won't get into the details of it because I don't want anybody to put two and two together and come up with four. Uh, so I'll just put it this way. At the end of the day, uh, I was complaining to the Lord about this minister again. And he says, Barry, you're the one with the problem. I said, are you kidding me? Da, 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 da. I just listed off the number of things he did to me. He says, yeah, but you have hatred in your heart. I, uh, what, what? I don't hate anybody. I, I love, I'm a lover. He says, no, take a signal from your emotions. See what happens when he comes in the room. Think about what happens when you think about his name. And he was right. The Lord was right. I was like, um, I, I would cringe. I would be, I'd be, I'd be almost seething. I, I was so hurt, so offended that I couldn't, I was paralyzed in that position. And God, because I was regarding iniquity in my heart, the Lord would, could not hear me regarding it. And so he said, you need to do something about this, son. So I, I repented, of course, and I did something significant for this 
gentleman and anyway i was long story short set free maybe i'll share that another time um but probably in a little closer um uh, community of people because i don't want to hurt anybody uh, but i'll tell you the spirit of offense can be, be a real uh, stalemate it could be really something that hinders uh your your progress in the kingdom of god and 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 stop you from being an answer and a solution within your community so anyway um on this podcast, I want to give you keys to overcome as David did and fulfill the maximum potential of your divinely designed dream, okay? So let's, if you have your Bibles, uh, 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 3, and um, then we're going to go to 1 Samuel 10 and 11, then uh, 1 Samuel, sorry, 16 verses 10 and 11. Then we're going to go to 1 Samuel 17, 28, and 29. Um, and so I'll just, that's good for now. Uh, hopefully we can get through all of this today. So uh, 1 Samuel 16, 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided myself a king amongst his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go if Saul sees me? He's going to kill me. But the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. Um, so here's the first place where David overcame the spirit of assassination and is found in 1 Samuel 16 verses 10 and 11. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Verse 11, and Samuel said to Jesse, are all your young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest and there he is keeping the sheep and there he is keeping the sheep. It wasn't like he was, wasn't around there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him for we will not sit down till he has come here. So the first place in which David was rejected, he was rejected by his father. He was rejected by the one that was supposed to protect. He was rejected by the one that was supposed to platform. He was rejected by the one that was supposed to be the, the one that would present him, the one that would keep him, the one that was, was you know, he brought him into this world to, to be part of his legacy, and he was rejected by his very own father. So the second place, and I'll just try to go through these quickly, and then I'll, then I'll make commentation. Um, second place where David overcame assassination when, it, when he was on his way to the throne is found in 1 Samuel 17, verse 28 and 29. Now, Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's, uh, Eliab's anger aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness with? I... Know your pride in the insolence of your heart, for you have come down here to see the battle. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Then he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first ones did. So in 1 Samuel 17, uh, verse 13, if we just back up a few verses, uh, it speaks of David's three older brothers going to war. So as Eliab, 
there's Abinadab and there was Shammah. So Abin, uh, Eliab, his, uh, the translation from Hebrew into English is strength. Abinadab is generosity and Shammah is spectacular. So these three um, men, these three older brothers of David went to war and what they did is they merely just saber rattled David, which means the beloved, is the only one that can take out the giant at that time. So we have David, the beloved, saying to his older brother, um, you know, what's going on here? And, 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 and talking actually to other people. And his older brother, uh, who is strength, begins to speak to him and begins to denigrate him and saying oh david why why are you not taking care of those few sheep he was belittling him and he says you you i know the naughtiness of your heart i know the uh, insolence and and the pride in your heart and you're just coming coming down here because you want to be nosy and i want to i want to tell you we need to know this beyond a shadow of a doubt in our lives strength generosity and spectacular are wonderful but they will shrink back at the day of battle. Our job is, and, and for us to say, stay sweet in the midst of the spirit of offense is we must be like David. We must be the beloved. We must understand our calling is greater than a moment. Our calling is greater than just a, a physical manifestation of strength, generosity, or spectacular. It's none of that. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And it's in its God who is trying to get us to a place where we could put to death the deeds of our body. It's, it's Paul the Apostle, like I was saying earlier, he says, oh, this wretched flesh, who will save me? But then just a few verses later in Romans chapter 8, it says, ah, but by the Spirit do I put to death the deeds of the body. It's really important that we, in this season of advancement and transition that and, and, and inevitable elevation, that we must spend time, significant moments in the presence so that the everything that is trying to cry and, and come against us and stop us and de deny us and delay us and define us and all these things are put to death underneath the anointing of holy spirit father god i'm asking for the anointing to rise up in the midst of my brothers and sisters on here today holy spirit i'm asking rock hakadesh holy breath of god rivers of living water we're asking that you would rise in the midst of us mantle us quicken us fortify us flow forth from us drown out everything contrary to god's dream for our lives in jesus mighty name amen so they went to battle strength generosity and spectacular and just saber rattled they didn't have what it took but what it takes is somebody that knows that they're beloved by god so quickly quickly here i just want to go on to the third place where david overcame on his way to the throne and becoming king of israel is found in first samuel chapter 18 verses 10 uh, 11 and 12 and it happened on the next day that the, a distressing spirit from god came upon saul and he prophesied inside the house so david played music with his hand and at at other times but like other times but there was a spear in saul's hand and saul cast the spear for he said i will pin david to the wall but david escaped his presence twice now saul was afraid of david because the lord was a was with him 
but had departed from Saul. So the third place, so the first place he was, he was, he was betrayed and the spirit of offense could have come upon David, but he didn't pick it up with his father, his brothers, and now the known king of that world right now, one of the most significant men in, in the world at this moment, the king of Israel, who uh, is, is trying to kill David. He's trying to, uh, I mean, and it's like a, a, a leader that would turn on your pastor turning on you or your spiritual father turning on you and, and, and jealousy and different other things. And what are you going to do? Are you going to become offended and say, are you kidding me? I served you all the days of my life. What are you doing? I, I've only been good to you. There was no, none of that thing. None of those things were allowed to come into David's life because he could not, he would not be stopped at this moment where he begins to be introspective and begins to look at everything he doesn't have and look at what what people are doing to him don't do that you're greater than that you're great you're calling your dream in the vision of god for your life the purposes of god are far greater than what a, a spiritual leader can do to you don't be offended understand that you're in the a process and at these moments of great opposition is one of the greatest moments. You will take a, a leap of faith. You will be launched. You'll be catapulted into greater places if you don't take the bait called offense. There are awful things that are that that have happened to you. I understand that, but I'm giving you prince. I'm giving you principle after principle here of kingdom dynamics of how to overcome the spirit of assassination so that you can be elevated. You, you're not going to be assassinated if you keep standing and believing. You cannot be assassinated. You will be elevated if you just keep walking forward in obedience to God. So the fourth place where David overcame assassination was on his way to on uh, on his way to the throne and becoming king of israel is found in first samuel chapter 29 it's actually found four through nine and i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of it's a little bit longer and we're at 25 minutes so i just want to sum it up a little bit so david was fighting for the philistines the very uh people that he uh, beat in battle and took out the baddest man on the planet, Goliath, at that time. Uh, he went to work for them while he was running for Saul. And so at this po moment in his life, this is the fourth place of, of significant rejection because he, he is sided with these people. He, he has been serving them. And, and Achish, uh, one of the leaders said, called to David and said to him, surely as the Lord lives, you have been upright and you're, you're going out and you're coming in with me in the in the army is good in my sight uh for to this day i have not found evil in you since the day of your coming to me so it's like you and your job and you're you're just being you're being the the best employee you're laying down your life and and you 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 don't know anything you could have done better but yet you, the the boss comes to you and he's firing you that's an opportunity to pick up an offense don't take the bait don't stop don't stop this moment and just say well i'll tell you i I'll, i'm gonna go to the labor board i'm not saying that you shouldn't go to the labor board but what is your heart doing what is your what is the the, the emotions that you're going through are you are you actually doing this because you're spiteful and you're bitter and you're unforgiving have you picked up an offense drop it like it's hot 
drop it. Do not pick, do. If you picked it up, drop it immediately. I'm, I'm talking to three people spe- uh, specifically right now. You, you have been wrong. You've been illegally dismissed. You've been wrongly dismissed. You, you have done nothing wrong, but I want to tell you, it's a setup for your get up. Don't look at it as an opposition. Look at it as an opportunity and call the greater grace of God in your life instead of being offended. My God. Okay, I'm going to move on here. Uh, the fifth place where David overcame assassination on his way to the throne and becoming king of Israel, a 6,205-day journey. And this is what happens. is In 1 Samuel 10, 6, I'm going to say this. Now, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because of this, the, the soul of all of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. This is the fifth and most significant and the last place all hell will break loose when you're about to take your throne, when you're about to receive your elevation, when you're about to sit in that place of authority, the enemy can't afford you to believe it. The enemy can't afford you to take that step. That enemy cannot afford you to take your stand. The enemy can't afford you to really become who God has called you to be. And that is king of your world. What does that mean? It's, it's a benevolent king. It's a king that doesn't um, take dominion by force. It's a one that creates an atmosphere for everybody to excel. So here it is, three days. It's, this is, David was on a journey, a 6,205-day journey, and on day 6,203, all hell breaks loose. And the people, the 600 Men that David raised up to be mighty men who, who were, were amazing war tacticians and warriors and, and able to just fight like n- nobody's ever seen. These guys were taking out hundreds of people by themselves. It was amazing what one man, one of his 600 men did with one spear in the Bible. is just he wiped out you know, several legions of, of enemies there. It was amazing, okay? So these guys that David rescued from, from you know, tax evasion and rescued them in, from the king and rescued them from, you know, poverty and, 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 and oppression. And, and he trained them. He delivered them. He, he caused them to be everything they are. And these people are talking about killing him, stoning him to death. Here's the key. Still, David didn't take the bait. He knew something bigger was at stake. Don't take the bait because something bigger is at stake. And you need to know right now you are bigger than anything coming against you. How did David overcome all these places? How did David maximize the potential of the dream? How did David fulfill First of all, I just want to say this. He took a moment and he turned aside and he strengthened himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I spoke to something similar to this uh, back um, just before Christmas. Go back over the podcast and and how to strengthen yourself. There's an ability to strengthen yourself. There is a grace. There's a remembering. There's a coming back to uh, reminding yourself of the goodness of the Lord and the victories that you've seen along the way. Do not take the bait of, saint, of Satan. Rather, 
turn aside and say, God, where's the greater grace? And I'm coming to you as, as a, somewhat of, of an expert in this field because I've been in these places. I, I've, I'm the litmus test of offense. And I've, been, I've gone through these moments where, where God has trained me and I, I wanna, I'm, I'm, tra- I'm still being trained. I'm still learning. I, I still have mothers and fathers that speak into my life. But I just want to be that person to you to encourage you today. Don't take the bait of offense because there's too much at stake with your family, with your region, with with. with with your nation, with, with the, the places that God is calling for you to take dominion and be an answer and the solution to. So just, I want to finish this uh, as quick as I can. Uh, how to overcome as David did and fulfill maximum potential of your divinely designed dream. Uh, the battleground is the mind, lady and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. So Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. We are in, a, in 2023, Psalms 23, very important. Proverbs 4, 23, very important. It says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Second uh, Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, for, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is how you win. You win the war of words in your mind. When you hear a negative thought, when you are thinking a negative thought, when you're thinking a perverse thought, when you're thinking a depraved thought, when you're thinking a depressed thought, when you're thinking a greed thought, when you're thinking an offense thought, when you're thinking these thoughts, thoughts you cannot stop the the birds from flying over your head but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair you may not be able to stop the words from coming all of them and you can you can easily put up be, bigger and better barricades of, of more time in the, in the presence of the Lord, creating greater favor shield and, 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 and building your faith by listening to podcasts like this. And faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the preach, proclaim word of God. There are different ways in which you can fortify, but you can't stop them all. And sometimes the, the barrage is so strong, so fast, so hard, so furious that they, they penetrate your mind. And I want to tell you, as soon as that hits your mind, you have now, it has now come on your territory and you now have the authority to take authority over that thought, that vain imagination, that ex- that's trying to exalt itself and trying to pierce and cause a stronghold in your life. You can stop it in, the, in a quick second by taking authority over it in Jesus' mighty name and casting it down. You got to train yourself, guys, to do that. There are moments when you're going to need to do that. Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So how do you, so this is another way that you fortify your mind is it becomes more like the mind of Christ. And how does that happen? By the washing of the water of the word of God. You begin to transform your soul. What is the transformation of your soul? It's the renewing of the washing and the renewing of your mind uh, by the word of God, which fortifies your will and trains your feelings. Now, are we supposed to have feelings? Yes, but they don't own you. You own them. 
You are, you are not a soul. You are a spirit. You own your soul. You own your body. And you need to bring it into subjection to the, uh, to the power of Christ. So Ephesians 4, and 23, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. You got to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a putting on of a day. Put on your new nature. There's an act activation and an appropriation of the revelation of your new creation that must be put on on a regular basis by reminding yourself of who you have become as one of the as a child of God that is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on your worst day but you just got to remind yourself Colossians Chapter 2, verse 8 says, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. That's the New Living Translation. And here's uh, uh, Colossians chapter 2 in another translation. It says, Beware lest anyone cheat you, which is plunder you or take you captive. You through philosophy or empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, in the, in the Passion Translation says, Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic, for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world and not according to the anointed truths of the anointed one. My God, you need to rewind that and listen to that a few times because the enemy is trying to distract you, trying to intimidate you by the fluff and stuff and the wisdom and the track record and the, and the education and the doctrines and all the different other things that they try throwing in your face. And you're, why, why would you believe that? 2,000-year-old junk and that 4,000-year-old uh, writings of, of just men. And I want to tell you, the devil's a liar. The, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except it was made by a Word. I want to tell you, you are being held together by the power of His Word. Everything is being held together by, his power of his, by the power of His Word. We are well able as we stand upon the Word of God and upon His wisdom. Once again, we got to ask for the spirit of wisdom, gift of discernment, spirit of humility, and the fruit of self-control. Clamor for these things. Lay hold of these things in Jesus' mighty name. And I mentioned the scripture earlier that we need to set our affections on the things that are above, not on things of the earth. That's Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, King James Version. In Colossians 2, in the, in the Passion Translation, I love it. It says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. My God. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All those thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. But our trust in him that's our focus philippians 4 8 9 finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are noble whatsoever things are tr are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatever things are 
of a good report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Shatramoka. Okay, Romans chapter 16, verse 19, last scripture, and I'm done. This one will be about 40, 41, 42 minutes. Sorry about that, guys. I want you to be wise in what is good. This is Romans 16, verse 19 and 20. Simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet shortly. Your job is to focus like Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Whatsoever is good and pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy. Uh, these are the things that you meditate on. You meditate and you become an, ex, an expert on what is good and you stay innocent. You need to cleanse your mind. You need to become more innocent of the things that are evil. Oh, I thought I was supposed to know my enemy. No, that, you don't want to be intimate with the enemy. That's, how, that's what no is. That's genosco. That's that you know your enemy. No, you don't want to know your enemy. You want to know your God. You want to know the authentic. You want to know the good so that you will know what to do when the enemy shows up. And one of the things you need to do is spend time renewing your mind. This is the key. David was able to focus. David would go and turn aside and he would remember the promises. When you're being attacked, just stand. Don't give in. Don't capitulate. Even if you give in to the temptation, get back up. Dust yourself off. It's not the end. The longer you stay in, in captive by offense or by the other strongholds that are trying to capture your imagination, trying to get a stronghold in your life, the longer you stay there, the, the, the longer you just won't live out the fullness of the dream. Let it go. Let the trauma go. Let the abuse go. But they got to pay for it. No, no, let God deal with that. Don't, don't you be the judge and prosecutor. Don't drink the poison expecting them to die. Stop being bitter. Stop being offended. Stop being in this place. Is it easy for me to say? Yes, because it's just the word of the Lord for you. Is it hard to operate in? No, because you can only do it by the grace of God, but you have to submit. You have to give in and make Jesus Lord of your life. And let me just pray with you. Actually, say this after me. Say, Father, I need a grace to transform my mind. Say, Father, I need a grace to repent all the way through. Father, I want to put the death, the deeds of the body, I want to get rid of self-preservation. I want to be resurrected to newness of life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Many of you have asked God to walk a victorious life and you didn't know that you were going to be sent into battle. There's no victory unless there's a battle. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we are fighting a battles in this realm. We're not fighting a war because the war is already won. And the enemy doesn't necessarily want to give in to the fact and the truth that he has been defeated at the cross, according to Colossians 11 through 15. Colossians um, 2, 11 through 15, that the enemy is stripped of all of his authority. And, and we've been placed back, back into dominion, back into authority, and we need to enforce the destruction of which Jesus did. There has to be people that take their place. So here's the deal. 2023 is a year 
to, to put the death, the deeds of the body, it's the year to get ready for 2024 because we are about to step into the gates. That We're going to step into the places of authority and be the gatekeepers in this world. But we got to get ready. So Father, help us get ready to be the change agents and stand in the places of authority and shift the world and create and make the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of of yours, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. So it's um, Barry Miracle once again signing off. Hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a, a tough, rough one, but if you apply these, if you understand what David had to go through, by the way, it was uh, 6,000, let me just end with this, 6,205-day journey. On 6,205th day, it was the third day, on the third day after Ziklag was burnt to the ground, that the Amalekite, the very, the very people that burned down Ziklag and stole his children and stole his wives, and he, they would go back down and they, would, and they would retrieve all their possessions, their wives, their children, and nothing was lost. And they took from the Amalekite more than what they took. And, they, and David took that, those blessings and gave it to the elders of Israel. God wants you to be strategic in this whole thing. But here's the deal. The very ones that... Uh, almost destroyed him three days later that um, an Amalekite brought David's crown to him. The place that almost killed you is your place of your elevation. The attempted assassination is building a place for your inevitable elevation if you keep standing, you keep believing, and you don't pick up the offense. I bless you. Go over this again. There's a lot, a lot of awesome nuggets in it to bring forth you into your most victorious season of your life. So Barry Miracle, if you want any, any um, more product from me or you want, want to leave a, uh, an email or, or a testimony, you can go to www.barrymiracle.ca. Um, bless you guys. Until next week. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.